podcasters. I'm Alexia DiStefano and this is I Don't Care the Podcast. Welcome back to the damn podcast everyone. I am in an incredible mood. Why you might be asking? Well, if I might suggest, hop onto the YouTube video of this episode because I got my new chairs. Ah! I got my new chairs. And I look phenomenal in them. Like, holy shit. The fact that my chairs are so beautiful made me want to dress nicer. But don't worry. I didn't get all dolled up for you guys. I actually have an audition to do after um, I record this episode. So I'm dolled up for the audition. But it helps for the podcast, doesn't it? I am thrilled. These chairs look phenomenal. They are the buckle material that I wanted, which is sort of like a Sherpa. Um, And then I've got, you know, my table and I've got a plant and I look fantabulous here. There's a little bit of a a shadow above me that I'll try to fix later. Um, But I don't care enough. Maybe I do care enough to fix it right now. No, you know what? I care enough to fix it right now. And while I fix it, why don't you guys learn more about the company Layback Living where I got these chairs? We'll be right back after this commercial break. Layback Living is a furniture store that has been providing customers with high quality and stylish furniture for years. They offer a wide selection of furniture for every room in the house, from the living room to the bedroom to the dining room and more. At Layback Living, customers can find furniture that not only looks great, but is comfortable and functional. At Layback Living, quality is their top priority. They only source furniture from trusted manufacturers and personally select each item to ensure that it meets their high standards. Their knowledgeable staff is always available to assist customers in finding perfect furniture pieces to fit their unique style and needs. With their exceptional customer service and commitment to quality, Layback Living is the perfect destination for anyone in search of beautiful and functional furniture. Be sure to check out their website at laybacklivinghome.com or check out their location in Richmond, B.C., and be sure to use code I don't care for 10% off your purchase. Well, there you have it. Definitely, you guys need to check out Layback Living in Richmond or their website. They have such beautiful pieces. Like the fact that I got these chairs there is fantastic. Not only that, these chairs are 400 a little bit over $400 each. Which I know, just like off the top of the bat, sounds like a lot of money. But it's really not. Um, I have been looking for chairs like this. I don't even know, you guys. Three months, maybe even more. That are affordable. Most chairs with this buckle material, this high of quality. And the beauty and the size of them. They honestly, most People sell them for minimum $800 and I can't afford that. Uh, So I actually worked out a deal with Layback Living and my part of the deal is advertising for them. 
However, it's really easy to do because their stuff genuinely was so beautiful. And if I were rich, I would buy everything. I, like literally, I would buy every single thing that they had. Every single couch I sat on was so comfortable. You know when it's high quality. And they're unique pieces. So it's perfect because you could either use those pieces that they have in like a modern way and it can be the touch of flair or it can be more of a contemporary style and still be kind of like the centerpiece of the house if you want it to be or it doesn't need to be like the thing about laid back living is they have something for everyone um and most places like don't I feel like they kind of are like one sort of style but layback living really is amazing so check them out on the website check them out in Richmond um and they also are on marketplace so you can check them out on marketplace as well and if you love something whether it be an accent piece whether it be a big furniture piece whether it be a pillow or a damn mug whatever it might be Use code I don't care for 10% off. Uh, I'm so excited to have this collaboration with them. Um, so please check them out if you are, you know, looking for new furniture. They even have pet stuff, even pet treats and food. Um, as well, again, as mugs and and like plates and stuff. So definitely, 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 definitely. Can I say it enough? Definitely check them out. Okay, enough about these damn chairs, although every episode (laughs) for a while, you're going to hear me talk about them because I'm obsessed with them. And honestly, guys, I'm so comfortable. And you can't tell me I don't look adorable in them. You just can't do that. I feel like I've transformed into a whole new world. This is real. This is me. I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be now. Gonna let the light shine on me. Exactly. Okay, so I'm gonna add a little segment to my podcast episodes for the next, how many weeks? I don't know how many weeks. For the next 50 weeks. That's a lot of weeks. For the next 50 episodes, we are going to read an affirmation, uh, a listen bitch affirmation that I got on Amazon. I'm very excited because affirmations to me are incredibly powerful and important to practice. And it can be as simple as I am beautiful and that be your affirmation for the day. Um, right now I'm sort of out of my routine, which I've been beating myself up about, but when I am in my proper routine that I love so much, I wake up and I do about 15 minutes of stretching and affirmations. And my affirmations, um, they can be sort of broad, but they can also be specific. So why don't we just kind of like do some affirmations together because it's so important and The thing about affirmations is you don't need to believe what you're saying. You need to, however, trust that 
the more you say it, the more you will start to believe it. So you need to be open-minded in the progress. Otherwise, you're just saying words to yourself. And that's not what affirmations are and that's not what they do. The point of them is that you then start to believe what you're saying to be true. So before we get into um, the fun affirmations, we're going to do one an episode. Um, I'll just kind of tell you guys mine. And if you ever want, you can like screen record this section and just listen to it every morning when you wake up or when you're doing your skincare or at night, whenever you fucking want. Um, Let's just do some. I am beautiful. Oh, also, the point is that, like, you repeat, so I'll give you, like, a, a second after to, like, say it in your own head. Um, so let's take it from the top. I am beautiful. I am loving. I am brave. I am smart. I deserve everything I want in life. I am a money magnet. I am a hard worker. I achieve all I put my mind to. I am... Um... (laughs) Fuck. I, I... I am woman. I am powerful. I am talented. I am worthy. I am amazing. And now we can kind of transition into those more specific ones. So they'll be specific to me, but for you, they can be anything. I will make it as an actress. I am a successful actress. I have a famous podcast. Casting directors love my work. I will book a job within the next two months. I will book the role of bleep and bleep with production company bleep. (laughs) I... am Alexia and I fucking love me period okay so you can just google um guided affirmations on Spotify on Google on YouTube wherever and you could like actually follow it and they do a better job than what I just did but I could always like properly write them down and do it more professionally for you guys if that's something you would enjoy Um, but for now, let's just, I'm so excited. I'm going to open the listen bitch, um, affirmation cards. I'm going to pull, pull them out here. Some of them are stuck. Oh, I'm going to pull it out. One stuck, one stuck. Let me see. Okay. 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 I'm going to mix them up. I'm so excited. They're so cute. The cards. I actually bought this for a gift. Um, But then I ended up not giving the gift. So now we're going to repurpose them. Okay. 
I'm just going to pick a random one. Oh, we picked a black card. Listen, bitch, your best is more than enough. I promise. I'll say it again. Listen, bitch, your best is more than enough. I promise. How powerful. Okay, um, I'm just trying to think like how I mark that I've done it. I could put it to the back, but that means that I could only, that means that I could never pick the ones up in the back. But then how do I know? I need like a sticky note. You know what? I'll figure it out later. I will figure it out afterwards. I love that. Um, sometimes we're so hard on ourselves to be a version of perfect that we all should know doesn't exist. Perfection is just like an idea that people create in their heads that isn't a real thing. What is perfect? I mean, I am a perfectionism. A perfectionism, dear Jesus. I am a perfectionist. Everything needs to be perfect to me and unless it's exactly the way that I see it in my head or better, it's not good enough. But it's okay to not be perfect because, again, that doesn't fucking exist. So when you do, like, affirmations and stuff like that consistently, you do start to believe in what you're saying, and that's the point of it. But these ones here are kind of like... They're affirmations, but they're also like, they're li listen, bitch. Listen, bitch, I got something to tell you and you better believe it. And then you got you get to like work your mind. And it, this is like the fun part about, I think, being an actor, but also, you know, people, detectives get to do this. Um, analyzers get to do this. There's so many professions where you have a text, like you're reading something or you have evidence and when you just look at it, it's super superficial and surface level. But my job as an actor is to see what's not written, to find out the subtext, to understand the story, even though I don't have most of the pieces to complete the story. I mean, with an audition, the one that I have that I'm doing today, it's less than one page. And I have almost no information about the production itself because this one is bigger. So when things are on the bigger scale of things, I do want to keep it as low-key and um, confidential as possible. And with that, you really have to do your detective work. You really have to analyze and almost create your own story of what you think is going on and it might be true and factual or it might be completely wrong but that's okay the point is to just understand it so when you are doing your scene you're believable and that is what acting is it is pretending but being believable and that's on period. Okay, we've got some stuff to discuss today. 
Um, I'm thinking we're not going to have any time for celebrity news and gossip. Not to fret. You can Google it. Okay, so Francesca's birthday is tomorrow. And it's quite irrelevant to the story, but just like because it's his birthday tomorrow, may as well tell a story about him. And I just want you guys to know, I'm working on my standard American accent, as you probably know, and I keep saying story wrong. It's not story, story, starry, 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 starry. It sounds weird and it sounds wrong, but I'm going to tell you a story about Francesco. So last week, I recorded the podcast as, ah, ah, I recorded the podcast. I'm working on it, Tony. Um, and I finish it. And as soon as I finish it, Francesco comes home and for his birthday, I bought, for his birthday, I bought him a light box, which just is like a big box with light inside so you can take pictures because he has an eBay store and a marketplace. He sells a lot of stuff. So we wanted a light box. So I gave him the money for it and he went to go pick it up. It was on marketplace. So he went somewhere to go pick it up. And on his drive back home, he noticed that these like two cars were or these three cars were like chasing each other. And look, we are a nosy family, okay? If we sense some sort of drama or gossip or crime or, you know, anything, we're nosy. We, we want to know the tea. We want to know the gossip. We want to be involved. That's how we are. So Francesco sees these three cars like chasing each other and he goes hmm I'm gonna follow them and they turn into the hospital that's closest to us they turn into the parking lot I think it was like the emergency area and like there's only one entrance and it's also the same exit and so he's following them and he's like what the fuck's going on like is this a chase is this a drug deal like what what's going on let me know the tea I want to see And all of a sudden, cop lights are going off and they're being pulled over. Not only are these cars that Francesco was chasing being pulled over, Francesco was also being pulled over. Why, you might ask? Well, because when cars are chasing each other and you start to follow them, it starts to look like you are involved in the chase. So... I don't know exactly how this was, but when I was telling Hewat the story, this is what this is what she envisioned, and it was funny. But like, the cop is chasing these drug dealers, and now Francesco is chasing the cop. That's how Hewat took it, and that was funny to me. Also, it was like an undercover cop, I think, because he didn't he didn't know there was a cop involved or like around so it had to have been an undercover cop in an undercover vehicle so just imagine you're a cop 
and you're in the middle of like a chase and all of a sudden somebody is now chasing you well that was my brother so um, he gets pulled over as well and he said that the police officer had his gun drawn on on him and made him you know put his arms up he had to put his hands on the hood of the car get pat down and you know he was like why are what are you doing and he's like I was just like I was just like picking up my sister from the hospital and and like got a little nosy and and the cop's like okay and then the cop goes to the other person that he pulled over who it definitely was like a drug involved thingy and he was like do you know this guy and he was like no (laughs) and then they let my brother go and he's like don't don't do that again like don't get involved in a car chase next time you see one just leave it alone and so I wanted to share that with you guys because it was hilarious um yeah stupid but in his defense we we've always been interested when we hear cop cars when we hear ambulances if they are close enough you best believe we want to know what's happening. Does it get you in trouble? Most of the time, no. No. But this time it did. And I don't blame the cop for pulling Francesco over. Again, there's a car chase. And now there's this other car involved in the chase. Clearly not keeping enough of a distance. So, um, lesson learned for him. He, so, he comes home. And uh, he's got his light box. And I go, did you get your light box? And I was still sitting in this podcast area. And he goes, yeah, I almost got it detained. I was like, what the fuck? And then he told me that story. And that was hilarious. And then I told Hiwa and I wanted to save it for the podcast, but I didn't know when she would be back. And I wish you guys could see her face. Um, because, man, I love telling Hiwa a good story because she actually like, she has like visceral reactions to it and it's not often that I I get that interaction with people and hey not to blame them I'm the same way like someone can tell me the craziest story and unfortunately I'm not like I'm not reacting like he what is um I'll work on it for everyone's sake I will try to be better at reacting to stories and I also don't ask questions like I hear the story and I'm like great story done you've told it to me she asks all the questions and I need to get on her wavelength um for that specifically speaking of her and I we went to a birthday party recently I'm not gonna get into too many details but I'm just gonna say we showed up late because he walks late to everything um and I allowed myself to be late with her we were later than I wanted to be I won't I only wanted to be like half an hour to an hour late but girl made me like three hours late anyways we get to this outdoor birthday party in the pitch fucking black I only know one person and so we're looking for this big group of people in the pitch fucking black and we only recognize one face unfortunately because it was so dark I couldn't see anybody's face 
Um, anyways, we, we find our way after a long while. We find our way. We get there. And we've gotten there way too late. We've missed the mingling part. We've missed the part of the party where you get to know each other. Because we were too late and it's dark now. Um, and so like we're trying to like, you know, look normal. Um, but both of us are very um, not good in public with strangers um, in parties situation. We are, we're shy. We're shy people. And I know you're probably thinking, you know, you're fucking not shy. Shut up. No, I am. It's crippling, actually. Um, I do a really good job of hiding it when I need to. And obviously, both of us are actors. And when we're comfortable with each other and with other people, like we're not, we're not shy. Um, but I am extremely shy. I have a lot of social anxiety. It genuinely is crippling most of the time. I hate it, even around family. Um, it's not good. I do need therapy, but we'll get it one day when I become full union. Um, so anyways, we're like trying our hardest. And then we we're like, you know what? Let's have a little smoke break. So we lay down our little towel sort of next to the party because we didn't want to be rude and like walk away from the party but we also didn't know if like being too close was rude um so we opted for like a a little bit of the middle but we still felt rude we weren't trying to be we were just awkward and we didn't know what to do so anyways we're laying down we're eating the chips delicious chips by the way and we're smoking and, and we're, we're closer to an airport at this point. And so I'm kind of looking up and I'm like, wow, there's so many airplanes coming in. And he was like, I just don't see any airplanes. And so I start pointing out like five airplanes that I see. And right in the middle of like the ocean, I'm like, holy shit, that's a helicopter. I'm like, these are all planes, but that's an heli- a helicopter. Because it was just flying upwards. And then she jokes, no, it's a UFO. And then I was like, wait. No, hold on, because. No, it actually is a UFO. And it looked it it was round and it was just going up. And it was just going up, 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 up. It wasn't moving. It wasn't like. It was just like floating in the air, rising. And I was like, holy fuck, it's a UFO. And she's like, no, what the fuck, it's a UFO. And there was like the lights were like going in a circle. And I'm like, what the fuck, it's a UFO. And like all of a sudden, we're we're over the moon here. We're so happy. I'm like, oh my God, it's a fucking UFO. I'm so excited. Um, and, And then I go, oh my God, it's coming closer to us. So it was getting closer to us and we're like, oh my God. And she's like, I don't want to be abducted. I was like, no, 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 I'll be abducted. Don't worry, I'll do it. And it's coming closer, it's coming closer, it's coming closer. I look up, I go, oh my God, it's a triangle. And she goes, oh my God. And then I, I, I look even closer because it's still getting closer to us. And I go, oh, it's just a plane. And she goes, don't say that. I go, no, look. She looks and she goes, 
Oh, it is just a plane. So fuck that plane because it's not nice of you to look like a UFO, to move like a UFO, and then to turn out to be a plane. Um, devastated. I've never been more disappointed than I was in that. Like, I genuinely, it looked like a UFO. It looked like one. It wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't a helicopter. It wasn't a UFO. It was a fucking plane. A fucking plane. Devastating. Anyways, and then after, we snuck out of the party. Because... We weren't doing a good job. We felt rude. And we didn't know anyone. It just wasn't going well because we showed up late. Um, Our fault, 100%. So we snuck out um, because everyone was dancing and I didn't want to like be awkward and go on the dance floor to say bye to the one person we knew. So I was just like, let's just go and let's just go eat. Um, So we did. And if you're the person whose birthday we went to, from the bottom of my heart, I apologize. Um, That is not how I like to present myself, especially around new people. Um, However, we have low moments sometimes in life, and that was a low moment. Um, My social anxiety was through the roof, and I just needed to evacuate the situation, especially after I found out that wasn't a UFO. I was devastated. I had to go. <laughs> I had to go. Can't blame a girl. For tr- Can't blame a girl for trying. Oh, 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 oh. I got cut off while I was singing, but maybe that was a good idea. If you're watching and you're like, what the heck is that little brown thing beside you? It's my dog. She also enjoys the chairs. It's amazing for dogs too. Comfortable. Check it out. Layback Living in Richmond or LaybackLivingHome.com. Um, okay, what's the next thing we're going to talk about? Um, okay. Ooh. Okay, let's talk about rebuilding old, old friendships. Um, I was listening to Anything Goes with Emma Chamberlain, and her and I are very similar. Um, especially in the fact that like we go through waves of life of life and she just got out of um, a period of life where she was very much wanting to just be alone and I understand that completely but there is some sort of a switch that does occur um, where it goes from needing alone time Needing to be with yourself, to learn about yourself more, to become independent and to focus on you and what matters to you. Um, But there is a, a time where that can switch to immense pain, where you're very, very lonely. And I've, I've, you know, live through both of those. I've lived through needing that independence still um, and then needing friends. And it's good to be on the bo- both of those extremes 
because then it allows you to live a balanced life where you, you know, can be, you know, um, more alone during the week, say, and then go out on the weekends or whatever it might be. But it's good to live a lonely life and it's good to live an independent life. So then you know what's healthy for you in the middle and what the middle looks like. Um, so she was talking about now rebuilding old friendships with people who she once was friends with. And that got me thinking because there are quite a few people who I used to be friends with, but didn't have a fallout with, but more so just grew apart or with me especially if I don't see you I I do a really bad job of connecting with you through text or online because I'm not a I don't love to text and I don't love to call so that leaves very few options I love to be in person with you I love to talk face to face um And not everyone is like that. And obviously scheduling is a difficult aspect of that. So I lost a lot of friends throughout life just simply based on like being a bad texter and nothing more, at least on my end. So there are people who I look back at like my life and I was like, oh man, I loved being your friend. I loved our friendship and I would love to regain that. And then that thought has to be pushed to the side because I'm like, what the fuck am I going to say? Hi, um, I haven't talked to you in a long time. I'm just thinking like I really liked our friendship. I know you have so many friends. I totally understand. But like maybe we can hang out one day and like try to rekindle things. (laughs) Hee hee hee. Um, gross. Like that's cringy and stuff. So no. But I think that's like something universally that everyone, at least one friend, You're like, wow, I really appreciated what we had. And I would love to continue to have that with that person. But how the fuck do you go about that? It's literally, I feel like it's so embarrassing to be like, I know we're not friends anymore, but I feel like we should be. And there's lots of people who I would love to rekindle friendships with. It just seems like a phenomenon where it's like it's not gonna happen like it's nice in your head and the illusion might be nice but once it's done it feels like it's done right because you've changed as a human and your lives are so completely different um maybe you don't align anymore or maybe the friendship that you had in high school was able to be what it was because life was way less intense and you didn't have to rely on yourself as much as you did or have to work or um, whatever because high school was so different than like real life. So um, rebuilding friendships is something that I would love to be able to do. And I wonder if I just build it up in my own head to be 
scary or weird. And I think it's generational. Like, I think boomers will be like, no, reach out. It's fine. It's good. It's good. You should reach out. You definitely need to reach out. It's not weird at all. It's actually quite nice. Just reach out. And then millennials would be like, mm, I think it like depends on the person and where they're at, like in their life and what you say. I think it's really dependent and then I think Gen Zers are like, no, fuck that. Don't do that. Just make new friends. Um, so. But friendship making is difficult. And I say that while I'm in the process of doing it. And I'm more successful than usual, which is great. But I say that it, it's difficult because it's not just like go out and meet someone and now you're friends. You have to be compatible with someone. You have to have the same interests you need to like each other's personality you need to complement each other in some sort of way it's like a relationship if you don't get along the friendship's not going to last and if you don't have anything to talk about the friendship's not going to last so though friendship is different than dating because there's less layers to it you still need to find something that can last forever. You don't want a friend who's going to be like 10 minutes there for you. You want a forever lasting person. Um, so it's definitely, it's definitely harder. It's a relationship. You're building relationships. And it can be fun and it can be scary, especially when you're not sure if they like you, which I'm always feeling. I'm always like, oh my God, this person doesn't like me. I'm a very big personality. I mean, if you guys haven't noticed. I'm an actress and I'm Italian. And I'm just a big personality, period. So, you know, it can be a lot. And people can find me annoying instantly. Um, and that's fine. I don't care. Well, sometimes I do. Let's be honest. But for the most part, I don't care. And that all makes friendship building difficult and then the hardest part is the fucking texting i told you guys i don't like doing it i don't want to call you and i don't want to text you okay but can we still be friends <laughs> it's not good i'm aware but that's me okay so that's rebuilding friendships something that i want to do but don't think i will get to it um Speaking of friends, kind of being on that topic, when you have a best friend or someone that you're really close with and you have been for a long period of time, sometimes that person can be going through something and you don't notice or they don't tell you because they don't want to tell you or because they just want to deal with something privately or whatever the case and they start treating you differently and not bad but just differently or they just seem different don't get mad at them don't blame them don't you know, put pressure on them to revert back to their old ways. 
don't continue to call them out just like be a friend and just like ask them if they need to talk or what's going on and if they don't want to that's fine but the thing is is if they're going through something they know that they're acting different and they know that they're probably not the same they might not know how it's directly affecting you and it's very important that you communicate those feelings but don't blame them okay it's happened to me too many times vice versa me to someone else it's just like just be there for each other and hope that once like that phase is done or emotions are resolved that things will go back um it's very annoying when you're in kind of a rut and someone is like you seem off or do you value our friendship anymore or you're you're different now and it's like no I'm not and I do value our friendship entirely I'm just trying to work out something and I don't know how and I'm doing it at my own pace and fuck you know so just a piece of advice from me to you I've seen it too many times I've again been involved in situations like that too many times and it's just like we're all people and especially us young ones we're literally just trying to figure out who the fuck we are and what we want in life treat each other nicely treat each other with kindness and respect and don't attack when you're bringing up something to communicate don't attack just be a caring friend um share how you feel and how you know things are affecting you but also be open to hear the other person and a lot of the times when you feel some sort of tension in the friendship or distance or growing apart from each other but you know you're for lifers and you have been so far just assume that something else is going on and that it's not about you um yeah I feel like that was a good advice segment unsolicited advice with Alexia Stefano. now I say that because um you know there was a situation with me quite recently where me and my best friend did feel some sort of like tension between each other because I was not at a place where I could give her my usual self and my usual attention and energy and my mind was always kind of somewhere else and my feelings were really low and um and it was like that for a long time because I was genuinely going through a tough time so then she brings up her issues with me made me feel terrible not blaming her I'm just like it's gonna do that whenever you like bring up issues with someone regardless it's not gonna make them feel good but it was what I needed to 
analyze, um, reassess, and we talked about it in a proper way. And um, I think we're better for it now. And I didn't fully tell her where I was at, and maybe I should have, um, but I was not good. So I'll just leave it there. I'm good now. Well, good is like a big word. I'm better now. We're, we're on the rise. Like we said last week, we're on the rise. Speaking of, um, the audition stuff, still getting it. I'm really excited. Um, lots of indie companies, big and small, are collaborating with like UBCP to create short films, feature films, TV shows, blah, blah, blah. So there is way more work to be made. And I love to see more Canadian work to be made. This is like our chance. Um, and it's, it's just like capitalizing on a moment of time where we have the opportunity to grow. Whereas when SAG-AFTRA is involved, we don't have as much leeway and room to grow. Um, but don't be fooled just because Canada is creating work for ourselves does not mean that we are not standing strong with SAG-AFTRA. We are. Because what we could do um, is we could do struck work. What we could do is do all the work that the AMPTP can no longer give to SAG-AFTRA because of the strike. We could take that and we could make it and do it without American actors. No. You think we would fucking do that? No, we're Canada. We're too nice. And that's just wrong. Because if we took advantage of the situation like that, it's only a matter of time until the AMPTP fucks us over. And then we fucked up. We fucked over SAG-AFTRA. That's terrible. We stand in solidarity because actors deserve more and it's not even like actors fuck that it's just human beings doing their job deserve to be paid properly for the job that they do and deserve to not be taken over by ai that's literally it that's what we're fighting for that is what we stand in solidarity for is protection against ai and basic proper pay we're not like nobody's asking for millions and millions of dollars just because people are asking for livable wages that's it that's it that is what this long strike is for simply it's really just for those two things and the AMPTP is fighting teeth and nails. Is that the saying? Teeth and nails? I don't know. To not agree to that. And it's devastating. Um, but with that being said, yes, this is an opportunity for 
Canadians to now create more Canadian work. And that's very exciting. Um, and that uh, that opens up a, um, doors for us Canadians to do more work and to have auditions. Um, but I can't see why American actors... Can I wonder they probably could audition for this stuff too? Maybe I don't know. That's just I don't I don't actually know. Um, but it's really exciting to check my emails and see some stuff from my agent and her assistants. I love it. It's really amazing. Um, and I can't wait to finish with this and then do my other audition. Um, and I can't talk about them, though I would absolutely love to. Everything is so confidential. Um, even stuff that's like already public, unfortunately, I can't talk about. Especially with the strike right now, like I really can't talk about anything either. Um, and it's crazy because I want to talk about my work and I want to talk about the things that I'm doing and I want to talk about the opportunities that I may have or the things that I am just fortunate enough to even audition for. Um, but I can't. Um, and I won't. Because I'm not trying to fuck up my career just because I want to talk about it. But what I will say is sometimes people dread on the no. The fact that they didn't get the audition. The fact that it went to someone else. But to me... The fact that I got the audition in the first place was the gift. Was the success. If I booked it or I didn't, that doesn't bother me. Because I know they picked the right person for the job. Not the best actor. Just the best person for that character. It doesn't offend me personally. Unless I'm watching it and it's like literally the same person as me. Just like a little different. Then I'm like, the fuck? I could have been up there. But the hardest part is getting consistent auditions and being seen. And so any chance that I get to have an audition and be seen by people is uh, amazing. It's incredible. So when I see that it's like the same casting director putting me out for all these different auditions, that's even better because I'm like, oh, she likes me. Um, and she sees a future for me in this industry and she's working with me. She wants me to get booked. So when you start to have like regular people cast or putting you out for auditions, um, and wanting to see you, that's amazing. That means you're on the right trajectory. Um, and little things like that, like just remind me that, oh, I might, I might not have gotten that one and I might not get the next one, but I'm good because I'm getting auditions because it might be the same person giving me more auditions too. And that's great. And the characters are, you know, interesting, dynamic characters. Even if, even if it's like a one-liner, which I don't really get. Even if it's like a one-pager. That's still a, 
person, you know? Um, and if it's a bigger company that I've heard of and love their stuff from, that's amazing. If it's a bigger production or even if it's not big, like all of these are opportunities that I have been given, that I have been chosen for amongst, you know, 30 plus other people, of course, but they didn't have to pick me. They don't pick everyone. And so the fact that I got picked to do an audition is the win. That's the win. If I get it or I don't. Yeah, I mean, it sucks if I don't sometimes, especially if you really feel connected to the character and you're like, this is the one. I'm so proud of it. Yeah, that can definitely suck. And you want them to be yeses. You want every single one to be yeses. You want to have, you know, to pick which role you're going to pick. Like, that's the dream, obviously. But the people who dread on the nose are not looking at all the positives. There's so many positives to look at. So don't shy over it. Um, Embrace it. Love it. Be proud of, be proud of all, all of it. And that's just on period. Okay, the last thing I wanted to talk about, I'm actually going to also talk about it whenever he wants on or my next guest because it's a question that I've been thinking about a lot lately. And I have this issue just with my dog. So I can't even imagine with another human being. And that is... When you are in a relationship and you decide to move in together or have sleepovers, how do you pick who gets what side of the bed? Now, if you both sleep on the opposite sides of the bed and that's just like, I love my left side, you love the right side, and that's easy. But what if you both like the same side of the bed? Do you rock, paper, scissors for it? Do one of you just compromise? Do you go back and forth like trading? Like we'll swap nights. Um, Like what do you do if you both like the same side of the bed? Genuinely. Do you break up? You're like, I can't fucking do this. Like I need the left side of the bed. Take the right. It's just as good. It's actually maybe even better because it's not been touched like like what do you do I don't know and I have this problem with my dog because I love the left side of my bed that's my side of the bed I want it and it's mine however my little 14 pound dog wants that side of the bed as well And she usually gets her way, which is very annoying because that's my fucking side of the bed. It's my bed. It's not your bed. I am gifting you the opportunity to sleep in my bed and not the crate. Mm hmm. I'm giving you more than half of the other side of the bed because I don't take up much space. But you don't want that. You want exactly the spot that I'm laying on, Luna. And you always get your way? Fuck. 
and I don't give her that side of the bed. It's just like I'll fall asleep on my left side of the bed, all happy, happy, happy. And throughout the night, she'll like go on top of my legs. And I don't like that. So then I'll scooch my legs over. And then she'll make her way up from my legs to like my hips. And then I'll scooch over. And then I wake up in the fucking morning and my body is in a diagonal. Because my head is still on my left side of of the bed on my pillow but my legs and my torso are in a fucking diagonal I wake up in a diagonal I can't express how uncomfortable it is to wake up in that position I don't want to live like this I don't want to wake up in a fucking diagonal I want the left side of my bed and I want my dog to understand the privilege she has in the first place. Like she used to be so good. She's getting comfortable. That's the issue. She used to give me space. She used to know that I don't love to cuddle. So she used to give me space. She wouldn't touch me until the morning. Now she's like, no, 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 no you're having a sleepover in my bed this is my bed and I'm like no this is my bed and like we're fighting we're having a fight um so I'm waking up in a diagonal and I just like I'm baffled I'm baffled how this 14 pound dog just like controls my life and I love her with everything in my body don't get me wrong It's just like my sleep is mine. My sleep is the most important thing I can do for my health. My sleep is precious to me. And this bitch wakes me up in the middle of the night with a couple of licks. So like I move my body to move her away. And as I'm moving my body, she sneaks so she can. She like if I lift my back. For like a millisecond, she jumps and she like takes that spot where my back was. And now she's like taking my spot and I have to move. I'm living in a war zone. My bed is a war zone. Next thing you know, I'm going to be like thrown off my bed and I'm going to wake up on the floor. I just don't understand how much room she needs. I sleep on a double bed. I'm five feet tall, 100 pounds. I don't take up much of this bed. I literally take up a little, 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 little piece of the bed. To the point where I was like, shit, did I even need a bigger bed? The answer is yes, I did. So I barely take up the bed. I'm not kidding you. She has more than half of the bed to herself. But she wants the damn spot that my body is on. I'm upset about it. Yeah. It's devastating news. So then I wake up in like a a little bit of a bad mood with her. But I can't because then I look at her face and I'm like, oh my God, you're perfect. You could do no wrong. And then when she notices my eyes are open, she like comes and snuggles me and like gives me a lick. And I'm like, I fucking love you. But fuck off. It's my side of the bed. So 
I'm just saying like the point that I'm having this fight with my dog every night now I just wonder what it would be like in a relationship and like what if the person you're in a relationship acts the way my dog acts like what if you wake up in a diagonal or what if you wake up and they've like thrown you off of the bed or like push you to the other side because here's the thing I'm a deep sleeper I'm a deep sleeper so most of the time I don't realize that I'm my body is moving until I wake up right and I'm uncomfortable I'm like fuck and I'm like what the fuck I'm like how did I get in this position what a partner what a partner do the same shit to get their side of the bed like how intense is this because to me this is intense this is intense because like your side of the bed is sacred your side of the bed is your side of the bed I just don't know what you do in the situation if you both want the same side of the bed I feel like I need to ask someone I don't know who but but one day we'll ask he what and maybe we'll just like oh my god I see a spider oh my god oh my god I'm I'm not doing okay um okay I feel like I need to go now that I see a spider you know um so I'm gonna go uh if you have answers to the bed situation, please let a girl know. I'm not in this dilemma with a human, but like I said, I'm in this dilemma with a dog, so any advice is welcome. And don't say, kick them off of the bed. A dog shouldn't be on the bed. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Okay, I don't want to hear that bullshit. Okay, subscribe to the YouTube channel, rate and follow me on spotify apple music wherever you get your podcasts wherever you're listening you can rate it and you could follow and download do those things follow the instagram at i don't care underscore the podcast and if you want to check out these chairs they also have an instagram at layback underscore living underscore yvr check them out as well um don't forget again they have a website laybacklivinghome.com and a location in Richmond. Just Google Layback Living and all their information is there for you. These chairs are immaculate. I am so beyond happy and I'm so beyond comfortable. Check them out. Um, There will still be a couple changes with the setup here. It's not complete, uh, but that will be a much more gradual change um, and not immediate. So I lost the spider. That's terrible. So yeah, do all the things that I said. You know, if someone's like, oh, I love podcasts or I'm trying to get into podcasts, be like, oh, I know one. I don't care with Alexia DiStefano. Get the word out. Please, please, please. I do all this work. All you got to do is share. Bye. Bye.